0: I ask for your hand to come upon me this night. I ask for that anointing which cannot lie but speaks only the truth. Father, I thank you this night that that which goes forth will be under the unction and the anointing of the Holy Ghost and it will speak those things that will help each heart here. And Father, I thank you this night that you'll open our eyes of our understanding that we may see clearly the exact hope of our calling and what is the mighty inheritance in the saints. Father, that you'll show us this great and mighty thing, this resurrection and the power that come from it and what it means to each of us this night. And Father, we'll give you all the honor and praise for it, the glory for it in the mighty name of Jesus. And every saint said Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me tonight to the ninth chapter of the uh, book of St. Matthew. Ninth chapter of the book of St. Matthew. On Wednesday nights, I guess it's been about ten weeks we've studied on healing on Wednesday night. It does not seem like we've been ten weeks on healing you know, but we've, we've, we've hit healing from a different perspective than we ever have. We're studying healing, not just healing in the redemption or, or, or how to get healed, but we're studying the testimonies of the people that, that got healed under Jesus' ministry. I tell you what, uh, out, of, out of those cases that we've studied, uh, we've learned some things that, that'll help every individual in, in receiving their healing. Now, in Jesus' ministry, The Holy Spirit saw fit to record 19 cases of healing, individual cases. Now, some cases, you know, He preached, it'd say the whole multitude, all of them got healed. I've had some services like that. Oh, man, I like them kind where the whole, everybody there sick got healed, man. That's a powerful service. But some cases said only one got healed, and only this one, or just different ones got healed. But in these 19 cases of healing that uh, were recorded by the Holy Ghost? There was 12 out of the 19 cases that the individual's faith was mentioned. The individual's faith. And I like that. I like that more than anything else. You know, for the simple reason is this. Because if their individual faith got them healed, your individual faith can get you healed. I mean, you don't have to wait for some uh, uh, healing evangelists to come along. You don't ha- have to wait for Oral Roberts or Brother Hagin or T.L. Osborne or anybody else. Blessed be God. You don't have to wait on anything but Jesus Christ and you can reach out with your faith and the supernatural power of God invested in your heart. We call it faith and it'll reach out and take hold of whatever you need. Praise God. So we know 12 out of the 19 cases Uh the individual's faith was referred to. It was mentioned, so it's very important to understand faith, to understand faith. Most uh, Christians that I know, you know, they, they live so far below their redemptive rights, most of them you can't even tell that, you know, that they're saved. But with the understanding of faith, you can reach out and take hold of anything that God has provided for in your redemption. In Jesus' ministry, His healing ministry, he healed two different ways. One was the individual's faith, their faith, like he told all this your blood, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. The blind man, he told them according to your faith. Uh, uh, The centurion, he said, go in peace, I hadn't found so great faith, not in Israel. And, And he said, I'd see their faith, you know, the man they carried on top of the building. So their faith was mentioned. In the other, seven cases there were the manifestations of the holy ghost or the gifts of healing were in operation the gifts of healing were in operation and and their faith wasn't necessarily mentioned and with that with the gifts of the spirit in operation it takes no faith you don't have to have faith it, it has nothing to do with that kind of like in Catherine kuhlman's ministry she just be preaching and people begin to be healed all across there all out across there uh, in Many evangelists like uh, T.L. Osborne, he just preaches the word and the word takes effect. And as he preaches the word, just the spirit of God begins to move, see. In Romans, the uh, first chapter in the 16th verse, he said the gospel, the gospel is the power of almighty God unto salvation to those that believe. Are you listening to me? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. It is the power unto healing, deliverance, soundness of man, preservation to everyone that believeth. You know, it's always been amazement to me to see Christians that didn't believe. That's the part that's been amazement to me. It hasn't been amazement to see people that believe. It's always amazed me how come they didn't believe. I come in believing God. I didn't know anything else. When I got saved, I hadn't been saved long, and I was in my backyard one time, and Jesus Christ spoke to me audibly. It sounded just like you hear me now, to me. He said, Jesus Christ is your healer, praise God. Well, that settled it for me. I never been, you know, I, told, I went back in the house, told him why. I said, you don't have to worry about me ever being sick. Jesus Christ is my healer. She said, well, what are you talking about? Well, where we was going to church. They didn't even teach healing or any, didn't believe in healing. So uh, she didn't know anything about it. I said, Jesus Christ is my healer. Well, I began to study on study the Bible about healing and found out how much of Jesus' ministry was taken up with healing. How many of you know over half his ministry was taken up with healing? He sent his disciples out. Said, go preach the gospel to every creature. Go preach it. He said, go preach the gospel. Cast out devils. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. He included healing in the gospel. Amen. Amen. You know, when Paul was preaching over at Lystra, he said, there he preached the gospel and he perceived that a lame man had faith to be healed he preached the gospel Well, what do you think made the lame man want to be healed or know that he could be healed what Paul was preaching what he was preaching he sure wasn't preaching that healing passed away was he huh can someone say amen tonight praise the Lord So, the gospel is the power of God to everyone that believes. Anyone. Praise God. Tonight we're going to look at uh, a couple of cases of healing. The first one there in the ninth chapter of Matthew, it was a deaf and dumb fella. Ninth chapter, the 32nd verse. It said, As they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake and the multitude marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. The crowd said, It never seen anything like this. 34th verse said, But the Pharisees said, He casteth out devils through the prince of the devils. Jesus went about teaching, preaching, and healing. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it didn't bother them what he said. They could say he was a devil and it didn't bother him one bit. He went about preaching what he knew was right. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. All right. In this case of this man that was dumb, in other words, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't talking about he didn't go to the university or anything. He's talking about that he couldn't talk. This devil wouldn't let this fellow talk. And the first thing they did, it said they brought. How many of you know that is faith in action? When a person brings somebody, you know, it didn't say they had him, well roped him, tied him, and and, and tied him up and brought him. It didn't say they was dragging him there. Man, they brought him. They brought him. They provided a way and helped him get there and, and came along with him. Didn't say they had to make him come. Are you listening to me? Well, I, I wish you'd go see uh, Uncle Ned, Brother Salon. Uncle Ned needs healing. Well, what does Uncle Ned want? Tell Uncle Ned to come up here and I'll pray for him. Well, he won't hardly do that. He, you know, he don't, well, he don't believe nothing. If he, he wouldn't go to the, he'd go to the doctor, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. You know how come? Because he believes in the doctor. Are you listening to me? You'll go where you believe. No matter who it is, you'll go where you believe. All right, this dumb man that couldn't speak, they brought him, their faith was acted upon, this demon wouldn't let him talk, he was under the control of this devil, said he was possessed, said he was possessed, totally under the control, wouldn't let him talk. Now, it doesn't say how how that this demon got in. I don't guess it really matters how this demon got in, but thank God they recorded how he got out. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, the Bible says, neither give place to the devil. And Hosea 4, 6 says, uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. A lot of times people are ignorant of some things and open the door to the devil. And a lot of people aren't ignorant and they open the door to the devil. He wrote to that a powerful church over at Ephesus and he told them, people neither give place to the devil. If you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. Amen. And this fella, I don't know how he uh, he doesn't say how he got possessed, but he was totally under the control. He was so much under the control that he couldn't even speak. Couldn't even talk. I, I was at a house one day and a garbage truck come by and a and fellow was picking up garbage, and when he, when, when he come out, he's hollering, he said, come in. And he come over, and I said, come on in the house, i don't talk to you, man. I sat him down there, and uh, I said, have you ever met Jesus? And he said, no, sir. And the Spirit of God in me said, tell him to say Jesus Christ. I said, say Jesus Christ. And he said, he tried his best. He could talk other than that but he could not say Jesus. I said, say Jesus is Lord. He couldn't say Jesus. His neck would swell and he would strain. And I just laid my hands on him. I said, loose him and let him go. And that fellow said, Jesus is Lord. And when he said, Jesus is Lord, immediately the life of God came into him and he was saved right there. Tears began to flow. He said, oh, ain't this something? Ain't this something? Praise God. I'm telling you right now, it's a lot of folks that the devil has had under control. And I've seen them where, where you'd have to cast that devil out before they could get saved. Before they could get saved, all right. We said this crowd. They marveled at it. They wondered at it. It's a great wonder to them. Man, ain't this something? This man couldn't even talk. Now he can talk. This is God's advertising program, folks. He's advertising that he's still in the healing business that he's still in the miracle business and that he's still doing the same thing that he did for the children of Israel. He's doing it today for the Christians that believe too. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, 34th verse down there said the Pharisees. Well, we got the religious bigots. We got them involved now. Let's see what you got to say. I know it's not going to be good, Huh? Well, now, you know, we don't believe in that. Said the Pharisees said he cast out devils through the prince of the devils. How many of you know they'd rather give the devil credit than they had give God the credit? Huh? They'd rather give the devil credit and honor the devil uh, than to admit that they're wrong and their theology is not correct. How I many of you know it's people like that today that rather say, I, I, no, that doesn't belong to us today, and argue with the Bible and, and say this is passed away and is just for that generation or anything else, rather than humble themselves and say, my doctrine could be wrong? Folks, don't ever get it in your head that you know it all. Amen? How many of you know, and nobody knows it all? Amen. And if you think you know it all, you're in trouble already. So the Pharisees, they they said, well, we are right. We know we're right now. We got to be right because we wear our clothes a certain way and we wear our hair a certain way and we don't do this and we do this and we don't do this. And you know, not only that, we've been over to the uh, First Theological Seminary. We know all about all this kind of doings. But they said it's of the devil. Said it's of the devil. Said it's of the devil. Turn with me to Luke, the eleventh chapter. So if people say that what you're doing is of the devil, you just you know you ain't gonna you ain't not gonna exceed your master. And if they said what Jesus was doing is of the devil, they're gonna say what God's doing today is of the devil. The religious bigots are. Are you listening to me? They're still going to do it. They still wear the same clothes and the f- same past uh, 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 smile upon their face and they still look the same. And the thing that's bad about it, they're still talking the same. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Just like that. 11th chapter of Luke. Look in the uh, 14th verse. He said, And he was casting out a devil and it was dumb. Now, that don't mean the devil was dumb, not he? <laughs> he? said he's cast out a devil and it was dumb. And it, see, uh, the reason is dumb, whatever that devil is, he'll cause that person to become, take on the characteristics of that person. How many of you have ever seen a person that had an unclean spirit? Huh? I've seen folks with unclean spirits. You know how you could tell? They were unclean. How many of you have ever seen a person with a lying devil? You say, what happened?" They'll lie, yeah, but that, not only that, they'll receive a lie. They'll receive a lie, more so than anything else. And, and, and whatever that demon is, whatever he's got control, see, demons have certain controls over certain things. Some of them have great power. Some of them are, are controlling whole principalities and kingdoms. Some of them have uh, control over uh, states and areas, you know, and some of them have control over cities. Some of them have control over blocks. You ever noticed in a town that it'll just be a little patch right over there? It'll all kind of murders, rapes, everything else happen right there in that little section. You ever noticed that? Have you ever thought about it? How come it happens right over there all the time? Said, well, that old boy's doing it. He lives over there. No, he may live in Hong Kong. But them demons live right over there and they control it and they, and they draw that kind of thing. All right, let's see about this dumb devil. It said he was cast out the devil and it was dumb. It came to pass when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake and the people wondered. Hallelujah, but some of them said he cast out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. And others tempting him, sought him a sign from heaven. But he knowing their faults, he said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against itself falleth. Satan also, if Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? See, a lot of people don't understand that. But if God's in the healing business doing the same thing he did yesterday, wouldn't it be dumb for for God to be putting sickness on them and Jesus getting it off? Wouldn't that be the dumbest thing you ever heard of? And Christians go around and say, well, you know, the Lord is teaching me something through this sickness. Wouldn't it be dumb for God to put it on them to teach them something and Jesus come along and get it off? that Jesus said, the house divided against itself shall not stand. Can't stand, said it'll fall. Skip on down. Well, look in the 22nd verse. He said, but when a strong, stronger than he has come, talking about stronger than this devil that he cast out, come, He shall come upon him and overcome him. He taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divided his spoil. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. 24th verse said, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He saith, I'll return unto my house, my house whence I came, and when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh to him seven others, uh, seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And, the, and they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Well, Jesus was casting these devils out, and he cast out this dumb devil and, and and the pharisees and the religious folks bigots come along and said well he's operating through beelzebub beelzebub means the lord of, lord of flies the lord of flies that's about a lower thing as you can get and they said well he's casting out devils by beelzebub the chief of the devils he's doing this jesus said if i cast out devils by devils then I've divided the house. Anybody ought to have enough sense to see that. Amen? Amen. And if I'm healing and God's putting sickness on them, then our house is divided. Amen? How many of you know Satan's got better sense than most Christians? Huh? Thought we had the mind of Christ. Yeah, in your spirit you do. Most Christians are still arguing over where healing belongs to the church or not or whether deliverance is in the church or not. They're still fighting over whether speaking in tongues is of the devil or not. Amen? The Christian's still divided over there and all split up on everything. At least Satan's got, got an army and they got one purpose and one goal and that is to see that they steal the word from you and cause you to be a failure and they come to kill, steal, and destroy and they got one purpose and they're working towards it. Amen. I mean, they don't argue with them so well and I reckon we ought to put it on them or take it off, you know. Amen. Trying to help a young man the other day, sick. I was reading him scriptures. Matthew 8, 17 said, Jesus himself took your infirmities and bare your sicknesses. That's plain enough, isn't it? It ought to be. But his father has been religiously trained, and he said, well, now that's a matter of theological uh, discussion. Said said, uh, some theologians say one thing and others say another. I said, yes, and it's a lot of idiots say a lot of things. <laughs> Amen? Amen? I don't care what anybody said. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? Did he say he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Did he say he took your infirmities? Did he say I bear your sickness? Did he say that? Well, yes, Brother Solomon, that's right. Yes, that's right. But really, he wasn't talking about ours. He was talking about theirs. See, I did not heard all that. Well, he wasn't actually talking about he took ours. He was talking about theirs. Well, how come he put ours in there then? Huh? He took our infirmities. Well, he said, one fellow said, well, that really means theirs. You know, he took theirs. Well, we got a better covenant established on better promises, amen. We got something better than just healing. You can walk in the divine health of Almighty God and if you get a hold of some, you can walk in the divine life of Almighty God. Like Lakes, when they put disease in his hand, they looked at it under a microscope and as they looked at that bluebonic plague under the microscope in his hand, it died when it got on him. How I many of you know you can get your body so exercised to discern both good and evil that when sickness touches itself to your body, your body will reject it? Hallelujah. Praise God! Hallelujah! I'm telling you, if it'll get out in your clothes, you know it don't. It didn't just just jump out on your clothes out here. It had to come through your body. You know, it got all in Jesus' laundry and it touched the hem of his garment. It got all out in Peter's shadow. This stuff, this healing virtue of God is nothing but the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Look in that 20th verse there. They said, well, you've been casting out these devils through the devil. 19th verse, looked at it and said, if I, "'If I by Beelzebub cast out devils, "'by whom do your sons cast them out? "'Therefore shall they be your judges.'" Said, "'If I'm casting them out by Beelzebub, "'just who's your sons casting them out?' Huh? I don't imagine he said that with the loving kindness and gentleness uh, uh, of Don Knotts. I imagine he said, "'Look here, big boy, you know so much.'" Huh? Huh? How many of you know that Jesus didn't run around talking, you know, a little under his breath where no one could understand him? Look, he stood up and said, "Look him, big boy." He spoke with the authority, and he said, "The mentioned the finger of God." You know what? I think he put his finger on him. Look him, big boy. <laughs> Amen. He said, "If I cast out devils." Uh, uh, by bells who do you your kids cast them out by? 20th verse. He said, but if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt, no doubt the kingdom of God is come unto you. He said, if I'm casting them out by the finger of God, said you looking at the kingdom of God. Ronald Knox translates that. Said, God has suddenly appeared among you. Now that's salty, isn't it? <laughs> I mean he did something I'm talking about he got he said and God he said God has suddenly appeared among you uh, Ruse translation said the kingdom of God confronts you. I like that. The kingdom of God confronts you. I've cast out devils by the finger of God. Now I'm confronting you with the kingdom of Almighty God. Now make your decision. Is it God or the devil? Does God do good or does he do evil? You make up your mind, praise God. Someone shout amen, folks. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God he went on to say when a strong man the strong demon said when he's gone out you can run them all off but if you can't get the big boy you ain't getting the little ones either you know Jesus spoke to the demoniac of Gadara and said come out and they didn't come out you ever read that he said come out and they didn't come out he said, what's your name? And he said, Legion, for we are many. And oh, hallelujah, he said, come out. And he called him out by name and he took the strong boy on. He was he, the head, head one, an unclean spirit was the head one. This demoniac of Gadara, he'd go through the, uh, uh, all night long, hollering all night long, running and hollering in the tombs, cutting himself. And run without clothes on. They tried to chain him up. Everything. The whole, uh, uh, all of uh, Decapolis knew about it. What he was over there. And Jesus cast him out. You know what they did? After Jesus cast the devil out of him, he was clothed in his right mind. They said, "Would you leave our coast?" Said they saw him, the man sitting there, and said they was afraid. They would've got afraid of him when he's running through the jungle out there, man. There's a <laughs> wild man out there. Amen. That's when I'd have been afraid, man. He got breaking chains. You take someone breaking chains and running and through the tombs and everything else. That's when to get afraid. But this fella, they got, they got, they got afraid of him when he got healed. <laughs> they must have been them religious folks too. Or he goes on to say, in in that same passage, he ties it in. He said, when you cast out an evil spirit, the evil spirits walk through dry dry places seeking rest and finding none, they say, I'll return unto my house, my house in which I came, and he returned bringing seven more worse than himself. And he findeth this man, he was swept and garnished See, when you get some, it ain't good enough just to get the devil cast out of them. you got to get them filled up with Almighty God. you got to get them full of Jesus. Amen? Amen? Then you got to do something else. you got to disciple them and train them until they can stand on their own two feet and when Satan comes back, they'll be able to resist the devil on their own. Do you understand that? He said he walks through dry places. He's coming back now. I done cast him out this dumb devil's been cast out but he'll be back he's coming back and he's coming back with eight more worse than himself seven more worse than himself now there's eight of them gonna get on him amen so if he's not if you don't disciple him a lot of times people will cast the devil out of somebody and they they do more harm than they do good are you listening to me So you've got to disciple them, got to disciple them. Praise the Lord, train them up, praise the Lord. All right, turn with me to Matthew the 15th chapter. Matthew the 15th chapter, the 29th verse. Verse. And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the sea of Galilee, and went up into a mountain and sat down. And sat down there, and a great multitude came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed. You know what someone's maimed is? I mean they've lost a limb. I say they've lost a limb. I say they've lost a limb, praise God. I'm telling you right now I believe So in the last days everything that was in the cross shall come to the forefront and men and women shall proclaim my God is real and he shall heal the sick he shall deliver the the demoniacs and he shall heal the maim praise God and as he does many shall come and set at the foot of Jesus and receive him into their heart praise God hallelujah Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. said, a great multitude came. Phillips translates that. A great crowd came to him, bringing with them, bringing with them. A great crowd come bringing with them. Those who were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others. And they cast them down at Jesus' feet. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. And what did Jesus do? He said he healed them. He healed them. He healed them. Oh, glory. Insomuch as the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak and the maimed the man to be whole and the lame to walk and the blind to see and they glorified the God of Israel praise God amen. Hallelujah! at least the crowd hadn't sense enough to know who was healing yeah. the Pharisees got man sense to the devil the crowd didn't even have that theological training and they went to praising and glorifying God amen hallelujah. praise God Thank you hallelujah praise God praise God well first of all he said they brought them they brought them and they came I mean you got a list of folks right there that's in bad shape I'm talking about blind I'm talking about the, the worst you can do have you ever seen anyone with a, a, a maimed arm healed huh I've seen people that had a stroke and their arm like that and I've seen them heal. but I've never seen anyone lost an arm and, and it grow out I've never seen that but I'm looking for it every day I'm looking for it every day. I'm telling you right now, when I used to preach, I used to preach out a uh, uh, lot. When I was in Memphis preaching and, and I told them, thing, bring me someone with one ear. It shocked them. It shocked me when I said it too. <laughs> 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 Praise God. And I used to tell my wife, I'm looking for someone with one ear. I want to see God grow ear on. I want to see him do that. Now, I'm telling you, blessed be God, our God's the same as he was right there. How many of you know Jesus has got more power right now than he did when he healed those folks right now? He's got way under more authority than he had then. I mean, when he was raised from the dead, he said, All power. The first thing that he said when he's raised from the dead, he said, All hell, all hell. Every knee must bow in heaven and earth and under the earth. He said, All power is given unto me. All of it, praise God. When he operated there, he was operating as a prophet, operating under that old Abrahamic clothing. Blessed be God. He's got more power than that. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Is that right? Did he say that? Well, you know what he done with that power in? He gave it to the church. Woo, glory, hallelujah, glory. He gave it to the church. He gave it to the church. The church should be alive and well on planet earth. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Mark, the seventh chapter. Let me read that one more time. Multitudes came, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed. Let me tell you something. I'm looking for them right in that case right there. Said so they brought them and, and laid them down, cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. didn't say healed half of them. You know, I've never seen a case where they brought him to Jesus. He said, well, it's not my will. Never a case did he ever say, well, now I can't heal you because God put that on you. Who taught that? Where did that come from? You want me to tell you where that come from? You want me to tell you where the people get this, this This passed away and that passed away? You want me to tell you where it come from? He spewed out of the pit of hell. That's where it come from. By way of the pulpit. See, it comes out of the pulpit, but it's inspired by hell. Yeah. People stand up and listen to a preacher and say, oh, my preacher, he, you know, he's the finest preacher. He may be the finest preacher, but I don't care. He's a preacher, prophet, or what. If it does not line up and he goes to passing one thing away, one thing. I'm telling you, when he passes the one thing, you need to be the second thing that passes right on away, <laughs> right then. Yeah. Amen? Seventh chapter of Mark, thirty-first verse. He said, "And again, departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, he came to the sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of Decapolis. And they bring unto him one that was deaf. Now, he, he had one deaf a while ago, and he cast the devil out of him. It said, and they bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment." in his speech and they beseech him to put his hands upon him put your hands on him and he took him aside from the multitude and put his finger fingers in his ear and he spit and touched his tongue how many of you ever seen any strange things like that happen and he looked up to heaven and he sighed or groaned and said unto him ephathia, that is be opened and straightway his ears were opened and the strings of his tongue was loosed and he spake plain and he charged them that they should tell no man but the more he charged them so much more uh, a great deal they published it and were beyond measure astonished saying he hath done all things well he maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak amen, hallelujah praise the Lord, praise God Now, Jesus, you know, we talked about the demoniac of Gadara. He had had gotten him delivered of 2,000 demons. He cast them out, you know, and they they wanted to stay in that country where they had been and said, let us go into the swine. And you know the story of they cast them out and they went into the swine. Anyway, this man was delivered, and the people in all that area of the Gadarenes over there, they asked him to leave. Will you leave our coast? now he comes back over there to the same identical place in decapolis but the man the demoniac it was delivered said i want to go with you jesus but he said no go back unto your own people and tell them what great things your god has done for you and he went back and preached all that all over those ten cities and when jesus come back blessed be god he had a great revival there amen, amen. Praise be unto God. They're ready to receive Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, they'd heard of Jesus. They'd heard what He had done, casting out devils. So they bring unto Him. See, that's their faith in action. It said, They bring, 32nd verse, they bring unto Him. They bring unto Him. This fellow was deaf, had impediment in his speech. Uh, now notice here, this fellow was deaf but he didn't cast out a deaf devil or a dumb devil out of this fellow. So all cases of deafness is not a, a, not a demon. All cases of when a fellow can't talk is our uh, impediment in speech would not be a demon. Would not be a demon. But a lot of cases they are and you need to know the difference and you know that's, that's when you need to be sensitive to the spirit, especially when you're ministering to folks. Praise God. Already said he put his fingers in his ears and gave the command. He done something else. He spit and touched the fellow's tongue. How many of you ever seen anything like that? How many of you like to- for the Lord to speak to you about healing and have good healing. What if he spoke to you and said, just spit in that fellow's eye? Huh? Now this is what you're going to do now. See, the Lord, see, he didn't just say, he didn't, Jesus didn't say, well, let's see. Well, now, you know, I made clay of the spittle one time, you know, and I spit in that and put that on there and he went down there and he washed and he came again. See, and he didn't do that. The Holy Spirit told him to spit and touch his tongue with that and his strings of his tongue was loose. It was the Holy Ghost told him to do it. He didn't just think that up and say, well, I'll us try spitting on him. I spit on one fellow and it worked, I'll spit again. You know, how many times you don't spit on it? They say, I'll spit, you know, see how many times we need to. No, the Holy Ghost told him to do that. See, before you go to spitting on folks, you better be sure it's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> or we be praying for you the next night. <laughs> Amen? You know, thank God he didn't run into, you know... Uh, he, he didn't get in most churches. Now, most churches, about the first time he stuck his finger in there and when he went to spitting, it, it, it had a fit. It had a fit right there. See? Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, you know, that can't be right. Him go to spitting, that's unclean. Wow, that, 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 that's unsanitary. Oh, that can't be the Lord. Are you listening to me? Blessed be God. So Jesus spit on him. The man was instantly healed now listen close to me i'm gonna make a statement that every christian that believes in healing ought to understand when jesus prayed for anyone they was instantly healed or began to amend immediately now if when you get prayed for if you don't get instantly healed or, or begin to amend immediately you have not made connections with god do you understand what i'm saying Now you got to say, well, I'm standing in faith. How long you been standing in faith for, brother, dear sister? Oh, I've been standing 23 years. No, wait a minute. Well, I'm believing God for my husband. How long you been believing for? Well, I've been believing 12 years. No, you ain't believing God. Don't, Don't fool yourself like that. That's fooling yourself. Look, it don't take 100 years to get a healing. It don't take a hundred years. I'm telling you right now, if it ain't working, you need to get before Almighty God and say, where did I miss it? I want to get it on right now and find out where I missed it because I want to get it right. Amen? Amen? Amen. See, when I, if sickness tries to come on me or something, when I pray, I, just, I begin to change right then. I don't wait, I don't wait till I feel something or something else. I just begin to change. I start out just changing what I say. When hands are laid on me, I say, Bless God by his stripes I'm healed. Hands were laid on me in the mighty name of Jesus, and death gave way to liberty, praise God. That's how I just start changing right then. See? I start changing. I start changing. I start doing something different. What do you do? I start agreeing with God. Someone said, well, I've been confessing my healing. You know, I've been confessing by stripes of hell. I've been confessing it for years and I ain't got it yet. No, you're not understanding. Just because you run around saying by stripes of hell don't make you heal. You've got to get a hold of something and know what you're doing. You've got to have it in your heart. He said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart but he shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, then he'll have what he says. How many of you know nothing ain't going to get in your heart but the word of God? Nothing can penetrate your spirit but the word of God. Nothing, nothing. If something gets in your heart, you'd be eternally lost. If death got in there of any form. Well, You've got to get the Word in your heart. If you get it in your heart, how do you do that? You put it in there. How do you put it in there? Same way you put salvation in there, with your mouth. You go to agreeing with God. See, Hebrews 3 and 1 says this. "So Jesus Christ is the high priest of our profession or confession. The word confession there means, in the Greek, was the word homolegio, meant to say the same thing as God. I don't just run around and say, I got a cataract, I got this, I got a new this, I got that. Well, I got healing, I'm not sick. You say, I'm not sick till your tongue falls on, wouldn't do you a bit of good. I've heard some folks run around, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. You can say it 100 miles an hour and 45 miles an hour backwards, and it wouldn't do a bit of good. That ain't what he said. He said, He's the high priest of our confession, of our saying the same thing. You must agree with God. Get God's word. Agree with God. You can, just because I said it, don't mean you're going to get here. It's got to be the word that you see for yourself out of the word of God that's in your heart. Praise God. It, it don't take long to get it in there. Folks said, Well, I've been trying to get it in my heart for years. No, it don't take five minutes. You just start meditating on it. Blessed be God. That, that he'd uh, lay his hands on him. You know, put your hands on him. What, what was that for? that he put his hands on. They knew that something was coming out of him. That virtue was coming out of him. Power was coming out of him. They knew something was coming out of him. When hands are laid on you, the the main reason hands are laid on you is a point of contact, a place to release your faith. The minute you pray for, blessed be God, it don't matter what they're saying or nothing else, you use that as a point of contact. When hands are laid on me, I release my faith. I believe I receive right then. Mark 11, 24 says, Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you'll have them. Are you listening to me? When you pray, you believe you receive, and you will have. You don't wait till you feel something or look like something or anything else. You pray, you believe, you receive, and then you have. You do your part, and God, the other will take care of itself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. When, When prayer is offered, if you'll always keep the switch of faith on right then. I mean, don't turn it off. Keep your faith working. Right then, minute you get prayed for, start speaking the word of God. Start speaking what? Hands were laid on me. He said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hands were laid on me in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise God, hallelujah. I received my healing according to 1 Peter 2.24 who is own self by our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Past tense. Blessed be God. Everything that God is going to do for you or ever will do for you was handled on the cross. See. So many times people tell me, says Brother Saul, I'm trying to get my healing. And I usually tell them, well, you're about 2,000 years late. Jesus got it for you 2,000 years ago. See, and unless you realize your redemption, you'll be always trying to get it, and you'll be struggling with faith. You'll try to get your faith to work. And my faith out here, and trying to get something. I've heard folks talking about you get something out of here, and you your faith, you pull it out of this realm, and push it, and all that. Then that ain't the way it works simplest thing in the world. Them folks in the Bible didn't know nothing about the spirit ram pulling it out of this ram, pushing it and pulling and all that. Are you listening to me? Man, the woman with this, your brother, she heard. She didn't hear it for 10 years. Jesus didn't preach for three and a half. So well, I've been believing God for 10 years. No, you ain't been believing God no years. And you need to make up your mind, I ain't believing God. And I'm going to learn how to believe God. Because if it don't, I don't get Bible results, then I'm fixing to change. I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna get a hold of what's mine. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Matthew, turn over to Matthew, the eighth chapter. Let's read one scripture and we'll close. People, if you'll always be honest with yourself. And if you're not, if you're not receiving How many of you know if you ain't receiving, you know it? How many of you know? You don't have to have ten preachers and everybody in the world tell you you didn't receive. You know whether you received. You know whether you made contact or not. You don't have to have have everybody uh, laying hands on you and everything else. You know in your heart when you've received from Almighty God. And you know when you didn't too. And if you did not receive uh, one prayer, you need to do something different. Kind of like I've told, I've told folks, you need to do something different. I want you to shave your head or something. Just do something different. Cut your eyebrows off, shave your head. Do you going to have to change something. If you don't change something, if you don't change, the next time you come back around that tree, you're going to have the same mark there. Amen? And the next time you come up and make that circle around the tree, you're going to be at the same height. And it'll go year after year after year after year and you'll always be at the same mark. You'll never change. But if you're honest with yourself and say, I missed it, I want to get a hold of it, God will show you. He said, this thing ain't to be hid under no bushel." Praise God. Kind of like one little boy, you know, his daddy said, well, see how high the water is. You know, it's rising, you know. And, and so he said, mark it on that tree out there how, how, high, is, how high the water is. And uh, you know, measured against that water line on the tree, and he went out there, you know, and he, instead of marking on the tree, he marked it on the boat. And every day he'd come back out there. He said, "Daddy, it ain't rising no different. It's same mark every day. It's still right there." He'd come by that tree, and that mark was on the boat, stood on the tree. Some of you been marking on the boat. Water's been rising, but you can't tell no difference. The healing hadn't manifested financial needs is still the same as it was say well I've been tithing yeah you've been tithing but if you ain't tithing and believing God and trusting in God you'd be better off keep your money are you listening to me so well I'll just quit tithing then well if you're not believing God and you're not operating in, in God's principles it's not going to work anyway you know God ain't after nobody's money. He's after after the man. See? reason he has folks to give him his money, folks, because that's where usually where folks' heart is at. In their pocketbook. And if he can get into your pocketbook, he's got into your heart. <laughs> Matthew eight sixteen. 16. I already said... When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. He cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, himself took our infirmities and he bare our sickness. Thank God, healing is ours. Thank God, healing is ours. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Everybody stand up, praise God. Well.